This is the Extra Innings Podcast. We're going to Extra Innings. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down all the latest with the blue. Hosted by Dodger insider and award-winning reporter. You have one for most entertaining talk show host to listen to while on the way to work. David Vassay. Welcome to episode 8 of Extra Innings, presented by Corona. I'm actually taping this podcast from Dodger Stadium. I'm in the broadcast booth where Rick and Charlie call every game and where we do Dodger talk after every game. And we have a very special episode for you. As always, Andre Ethier will join us as the Dodgers and Giants are getting set to play seven games in the next week. Three games in San Francisco and then four games back at Dodger Stadium. So we'll talk to Ethier about the giant Dodger rivalry, get his thoughts on Albert Pujols. And also we are going to be joined by two guys that make things go here at Dodger Stadium. They're part of the Dodgers grounds crew, the head grounds crew keeper, Jordan Lorenz, and Justin Padnow, his assistant, will join us after Ethier does. So let's get to it. The one and only, always, never short of an opinion, Andre Ethier. My favorite. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to see you're not wearing khakis. Your favorite. And not everyone holds themselves to a high physical standard around here, but... Uh, Probably not Vasse's favorite. I know no one listens to your show, so... <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Just kidding. DV is joined by Andre Ethier. Well, it is episode eight, which means Andre Ethier has been with us seven out of the eight episodes. There was a lefty on the mound one week, so he tapped out, but he's back again. Dre, thanks a lot for... Joining us again on your weekly spot on the Extra Innings podcast presented by Corona. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate uh, having me on again. Uh, yeah, those lefties. Um, let's keep them out. Let's, let's make sure we keep lining up this uh, Wednesday where uh, we're avoiding that lefty, uh, <laughs> le- that lefty starter, you know? Uh, yeah, I think Albert Pujols, if you were on the team, he would pinch hit for you against the lefty. Pinch hit, start, I, I mean – they find someone they, and they found someone to do it too. uh getting albert and uh i mean what a weird way that shook down right uh sitting a week ago you know albert um the career he has he's had i wouldn't say ha- you know has had and is still having um to be you know released kind of out of the blue i don't think anyone saw that coming um and now ended up being on the dodgers and in a position to be, uh, you know, help the team here uh, for the rest of the year. So, uh, you know, what a what a turn of events the last, uh, you know, last week or so in L.A. and especially the baseball scene. Andre, let's be honest. I know you were in the minor leagues with the A's before being traded to the Dodgers, but you spent your entire major league career in one uniform. Shouldn't the Angels have figured out a way to keep Albert in that uniform until the end of the season, there should have been some way to make it work, right? You assume you you think that, um, but you know the game the game has changed so much, really, right? Like let's be real, there's there's no loyalties anymore when it comes to this stuff. It's it's you know not only the players fighting for their jobs, it's the uh, front office guys. It's the you know it's everyone from top to bottom is having to justify 
the spot where they're at their job, everything like that. And they made a decision which is going to make their team the best and keep moving forward. And that's the decision they thought was, uh, you know, moving Albert off the roster, uh, giving someone else a shot to have more playing time. And um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think there's there <laughs> there should have been something. Or I mean, I mean, let's go back, right? Let's go back ten years ago when they signed him this deal. And isn't he signed for ten years afterwards as a representative or as an ambassador for the team? Also, that's you know right. That? That's still in place as well. Personal services contract. So, so how does that work if they release you out of the baseball side, though? Does that still stand? It still stands, from my understanding. It's still standing. So the day that he retires, he's back working for the Angels, and I think that's part of the reason why in his press conference. He didn't burn any bridges. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, good for him and right for him to do that. But it's it just hindsight's twenty twenty now. We're looking back. We see that type of deal. We see that service contract after you're playing signed also. And it just – now we're sitting here at this point and just like you brought up, they probably should have done something to figure out how to just salvage this last four months of the season to get him, there, get him to the point where he's going to do that. I know he doesn't probably want to hear that. And I'm not saying, you know, he's still a serviceable player. You can see it last night, first game of the year, uh, you know, for the Dodgers. He comes up with a big RBI uh, for the team. So he's still getting the job done. But if you're committing yourself for 20 years, you're pegging this guy as being your face of your team for the previous 10 years and now 10 years afterwards. We know they have Mike Trout, but he's still going to be around some capacity. Just seems kind of. a word change, a weird change of circumstances regarding the whole thing. Hey, Dre, doesn't this go back to what I have said, and I know you believe uh, that everybody talks about loyalty from the players' side. That the players shouldn't sign with another team. The players should be loyal to the ball club. Isn't this a perfect example of how the team was not loyal to the player? Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I. I was just discussing. I think it's yeah, no, yes and no because uh, they it, are paying it, him. Yeah. I mean, there is some loyalty to that, but there was no loyalty in trying to make it work with the player. Yeah, and I think they were trying to make it work. Uh, you know, it's a thing where there's prospects coming up. There's guys they want to put and fill in that position that maybe he was in the way of, and it came to the point where. Let's do we wait four more months or you know or do we just do it now to get these guys you know acclimated to playing? Um, are they a World Series caliber team right now? I mean, I don't know. Why do I? I'll it, say it. No, they're, they're not. Gonna, they're not. They have yeah, no pitching. No, they're not. So so yeah, no pitching. So maybe these are the first starting moves to figure out how to get this team uh, into the position while they still have the other face of their franchise and the face, you know, the best player in baseball um, before these years are wasted even more than they've already been. I mean, so it's a sad fact to look up and see that Mike Trout, uh, you hear all these crazy stats. What was the, I think Mike Trout could go 0 for 32 and still would have the highest OPS in baseball right now. So he's that dominant of a player, and I don't think he's ever won a playoff game or playoff series or something like that. That's right. And it in his career, I mean it's uh what a waste of a of a of not in a generation uh a 
half century, a, a once in a century player that we're getting a chance to see, and he's and he's not being able to play on a team where uh, they're achieving a lot of success, um, you know, as a team, well, that's, as an organization. That's a different conversation because he could have tested free agency, and he saw what the Angels had, and if he really did want to be on a winning team he could have waited until free agency so uh, i'm not one of those guys that say oh poor mike trout for never winning oh, and, I, and dave i'm not saying that either i'm just saying that's the albert Pujols thing for them came to an end uh i mean the, the lineup they have out their offensive lineup is, is pretty solid offensive lineup um and i think it was just a I think where they have to move on to the next step because that, you know, Otani's coming into being this superstar player that he is. Um, maybe they're one or two key starters away from being a team that could contend and do it. And, you know, that looks like they have the offense to do it. They just have to get a couple more key pieces and they need to get some of those offensive players uh, a little bit more of a, you know, seasoning and everyday play. And it's tough to do that when you know you have your, player like Albert who you got to give the time to out there on the field I'm trying to think back to when you played I know Manny Ramirez he had a lot left in the tank when the Dodgers acquired him you've talked about the impact he's had uh, do you believe that Albert could have that same impact with some of these younger players uh, the way that Manny had with you and Camp and Russ on how to prepare for the game and how to be a better hitter think the game a little better well, yeah, I think that's one of the things that, you know, Justin and Kenley and, you know, I guess the few older players that they have, there's not too many. I mean, Mookie Betts can be considered a veteran, but he's still, you know, uh, uh, late 20s. You know, I guess he's been in the league six or seven years, but he's still in his late 20s, hasn't been around as, you know, as those guys like Justin and Kirsch has. But it's nice to have a different perspective of older players, especially a team now that's, so injury ridden has all these young guys that you, I mean, Rayleigh's DJ Peters, these guys you would, wouldn't even assume would be getting this much playing time this, this part of the year, having them have uh, another voice, another veterans presence to kind of model, uh, you know, what they're supposed to do to get ready to play. Uh, Cause expectations haven't changed. That's, that's the, um, you know, that's an unfortunate thing for some of these uh, young players who are coming up. The expectations are still the same. This team uh, is still expected to go out and win and win the division and figure out a way to get back to the World Series. And if it's month spells where these guys have to come up and do it, it's nice to have a guy like Albert who, I mean, he's had success a lot of different ways, a lot of, a lot of different places. And, I mean, those runs he had in St. Louis there were pretty special. Um, I know he's had a tough time with uh, the success in, um, you know, Anaheim. But I mean, look at look at the numbers. Look at the way he's came and prepared. I mean, a guy who uh, could barely run, uh, you know, a couple years ago was still figuring out a way to get it done. And that's some of those things is is some of that hunger, that that energy, that um, you know, that know how that he can bring. You know, it's it's obviously he hasn't lost the edge or the will or the want to compete. And that's pretty special right there is to see a guy his age, um, his resume still going out there wanting to do it and, and getting it done. And 
you know, all those, I hope those young guys are really paying attention to that, you know, not just taking for granted the position they're in, but take, you know, paying attention to, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the role mod, you know, the role that Albert's here are doing and how he wants to go out there and, and be successful and win with the team. All right, this week uh, the Dodgers are going to start playing the San Francisco Giants. They have seven games in the next two weeks against the Giants. Albert is going to get his first taste of that rivalry. I know you've been a big part of it. You even said here a few times that Giants is a bad word in the Ethier household. Oh, did uh, that just get bleeped out? Can you bleep? Can you? Did that get bleeped out? Can you bleep that out, please? That's not a. We don't say that. Not even. Not even the New York football team do we even say in our house all right we'll just talk about the san francisco baseball team to get around it okay okay all right thank you the team that has a a seal as a mascot (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) yeah they have a seal as a mascot yeah well when you put it that way uh yeah it's very silly um yeah i think it's uh well hold on hold on i i I, go, go ahead I, I just wanted to let you know that there are three things I think of when I think of the Giants-Dodgers rivalry in the last 10 years. I think about you versus Matt Cain, owning Matt Cain. I think of uh, the the sight of you taking a picture with the cast of Full House after a game in San Francisco. <laughs> and I think of you and John Suhu going to one of your favorite lunch dates uh, up there in San Fran. So those are the three things I think of. Yeah, I, and the, well, I would add one to that. I would add the smell of those garlic fries. I think it was Gordon Beer's <laughs> garlic fries. <laughs> That's right. That resonated. Because if anyone's been to, like, uh, San Francisco uh, uh, ballpark, the, the, that baseball team that plays there, if you've been there and watched the game, actually the visitor's clubhouse, you walk through part of the – lower sections concourse uh you know to go down into the dugout there's actually like the box seats down there part of their concourse is near there so you can smell these garlic fries and that's all it smells like the entire time you're in that ballpark um but yeah me and me and my our guy john Sue, who if it, no one knows who he is a long time team photographer all those great uh, you know, most, and I wouldn't say all, but most of the great action shots or candid shots you see in the locker room uh, of players are done by him. And uh, he loves this. Uh, Yank Sing was a uh, dumpling house uh, in downtown uh, San Francisco that we would get up at least one morning there and go have uh, a 10, 11 o'clock late breakfast, uh, you know, early, early lunch there in San Francisco, and that was one of the uh, few good things I looked forward to going in San Francisco and, of course, beating that baseball team up there. Yeah, that's amazing that you smelled the garlic fries. That That is very ethier, that you would be playing and you would smell that. That's amazing that you, you as a player recognize Don't that. Don't you smell them? Don't you smell them? I when do, you're but I'm not playing. I'm, I do, but <laughs> you, I'm not playing. When you see that, when you see that mist layer coming up over <laughs> the back of the stand and it sweeps and it sweeps down the front of the stand out in the field. You don't think it's carrying those smells out there? Yeah, you're right. I think those are garlic clouds. Yeah, exactly. And then you're sitting out there in the outfield and guys are throwing uh, garlic fries over you, <laughs> you know, at you when you're, uh, out there near the wall so uh yeah there's garlic fries uh and it's not just an eat because i think a lot of guys can always smell those there but i guess with my culinary 
uh, prowess, I guess that's uh, definitely uh, something you can add to it. But, uh, yeah, um, big series. I think they're playing, what, seven? Seven times? Three up there, in the four next... at Dodger Stadium in the next ten yeah, days. So, so that's a lot of games. And, yeah, I think it's uh, against the first place. Are they still in first place? Or is it back they, side now? They're, they're right there with the Padres. Yeah, so – so, you know, a team that you're chasing, I think the Giants are definitely surprising a lot of people. And, um, you know, they're going to have to go up there and, I guess, reclaim and re-show them that, uh, you know, they're the Dodgers of old. And I guess they have some uh, old dogs with old tricks that are going to come up there and be a first part of it there with pulls. And, uh, yeah, it should be interesting uh, to see how this next uh, 7 out of 10 shake out. I, I'll get the team that – seems to be uh you know right there with you um what uh a quarter past the season now yeah and it's it's always i know you believe this too you've mentioned this to me but it does seem and i have to look up the record up there in san francisco even when the dodgers have won up there in the last 10 15 years it always felt like it was a lot tougher to beat the Giants in that ballpark than it is to beat them here at Dodger Stadium. They seem to be a a much better ball club for that stadium they play in. I mean, how many games can you remember in the last 15 years where the Dodgers have had a lead in the seventh inning and then all of a sudden it's either tied or, you know, we lose the lead in the, in the last inning up there or something like that. It happens, seems, seems like it happened, you know, once or twice a series there uh, against Giants. So, you know, they just have a lot of confidence in that ballpark. Um, you know, I will give credit, uh, uh, you know, to their, you know, their fan base and what they bring. I mean, that's what makes the Giants-Dodgers rivalry uh, so great is, you know, it's not only the players on the field, it's, it's the two organizations and teams' fan bases that they have and the intensity they bring. And, you know, I know they hate seeing us, uh, show up at that ballpark and, you know, right, you know, and you turn around to Dodger Stadium and all the Dodger fans give it right back to them. And, you know, that's what really uh, makes playing in this rivalry so great and so much fun is getting a chance to experience, um, you know, playoff uh, adrenaline uh, baseball in the middle of May and, you know, in the, in the parts of the season where it starts to drag on and you can always look forward to getting up a little bit more, you know, when you're playing that team. Uh, that wears the orange and black over there. Hey, Dre, I never asked you this before. You played left field. You played right field up there in San Francisco. How nasty would it get for you with those Giants fans, you being in those corner outfield spots? Um, sometimes, what you know, when they opened up that, that in right field, those those pass-through tunnels, you know, the chain link fence at the bottom of uh, the wall there where, you know, there's like a bar in the middle now and there's the seats up above, up top. But below, there's like a pat. there used to be a pass-through and people walking behind the stadium there could just yell at you through the fence. And yeah, you would sit there and get it the entire time. And um, I don't know if it was a combination of that and like some of those windy, gusty nights where, I mean, your full just awareness and angst is sitting there just, waiting for a pop fly to go in the air and not knowing which direction it's going to go with that swirling wind. You know, you have, uh, it, it was, it's kind of a weird effect. You, guys would hit balls down the right field line, fair or foul. And off the edge of the uh, end of the right field uh, grandstands, you know, up above the uh, right field line, when that wind is howling and, and circling a certain way, it comes blowing off and balls will be 
right on the line or in the stands, and they'll blow right back into fair territory or blow back into you know, aisle the stands right back into foul territory there. And it's a, you know, it's just a very uncomfortable place to play with those elements. Plus, putting those fans out on there, and um, you know, they they have a, a, a definite home field advantage when it comes to the quirks and playing that stadium and adding in that crowd and everything that goes with it. Um, but, you know, hey, I think uh, the Dodgers definitely have a better team. We know that. And, uh, you know, get back up on it and get up there, win win three ball games, and, and show them that uh, Big Brother is, uh, you know, still on top of the game. I like it. It was special when you were playing up there, Drake, because you had a lot of history with the, the core four or five that won those three World Series championships. So that was always special. Oh, don't special. talk about that. Don't talk about that. That was awful. I know, but, I mean, come on. Crawford, Belt, Posey, yeah. you don't like seeing those guys even on the streets, do you? No, I, would not. I wouldn't even say hi to Buster Posey if, if he was standing next to me. <laughs> I love it. That's the spirit like of the rivalry. That is the spirit of the rivalry. Uh, we'll leave it yeah. right there, Dre, and we'll talk to you next week before the Giants come to Dodger Stadium for a four-game series. So Episode 9 will be on the eve of that, and we'll break down what takes place in San Francisco. Let's go, and uh, let's get these Dodgers back on a roll. They look like they're doing good, and uh, happy to have Albert uh, as part of the Dodger family now. All right, from Andre Ethier to two guys that make everything happen or help make everything happen for each and every game here at Dodger Stadium, plus concerts. It's a unique time to have these guys on, but it's a great opportunity to welcome two of the uh, grounds crew members here at Dodger Stadium, the man that's in charge, Jordan Lorenz, in his 16th season, and Justin Padnode, his seventh and final season. He's heading to Washington, D.C., not for the Nationals, but just to live life with his wife. Guys, thanks a lot for coming up to the booth. Hey, thanks for having us up yeah, here, Dave. Thanks for having us up. Yeah. How, how are things going down there today or on this homestand so far? The homestand's going pretty good. We're, what, Four and one so four far. One, yeah. So, yeah. You know? Sun came out today, so yeah. that's nice. People can't see you guys, so I'm just going to make sure they can identify your voices. Jordan, why don't you say hello and tell everybody how much you enjoy and deify me? Oh, this is Jordan. Um, Dave is great. You know, there's no better person <laughs> in the stadium to talk to than, uh, than Vaste. Don't care what anybody else says. Wow. That sounded sincere, Justin. You're not going to get that from me. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you leaving? Is it because of Jordan? Is it because of me? Is it because the Dodgers won the World Series and you could just walk off? Take so, my ring and ride out of town. Yeah. That's why. No, no. Why my, is uh, Justin leaving? My wife got a great job, and uh, we have a five-month-old baby, and so the long hours are uh, getting a little – they're wearing on us. So uh, we're going to take it back, back east where we're from and closer to the family and – you know, have a little more family time, so it'll be it'll be good. What are the hours? I don't think people fully understand. Justin, why don't you tell us first, since you're leaving, what the hours are? Uh, Jordan's a slave driver, on obviously. A, on a homestand, they can start, you know, as early as 7 a.m. and end as late as the game ends an hour after, you know. So, I mean, you're talking, what was that, game three of the World Series? We got here at 8 a.m. that day, and we left at two, the two next morning. in the next morning, and we were back at – 8 a.m. the next, you know. Back that? in 2018, that 18 inning game, yeah, is that what yeah. you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. What time did you get here for that game? 8 a.m. and we were we left at 2 a.m. and then came back at 8 a.m. So. Wow. 
Do you guys ever sleep in the stadium? Sleep here at the stadium I don't somewhere? I think I well, – maybe on concert overnights is probably about the only time yeah, that I think only I on, Only on a Saturday concert, Monday game, where we have a loadout Saturday night into Sunday. Justin, what's the best part of this job that you're going to miss the most, and what's the part that you won't miss the most? Uh, just coming to Dodger Stadium every day. I mean, could you come to a better place to work? I mean, walking in here on Saturdays when it's empty and nobody else is here – and you're the only one, it's it's pretty magical. But uh, I also won't miss coming here every day. You know? yeah. so, no, no, uh, there, there's not much I won't miss about this job. This is fantastic. You know, it's, it's a dream job and one that I've wanted for a long time, and I did it for seven years, and now it's, it's time to move on. So. You wanted this job? Absolutely. Specifically here in Los N- Angeles? Not necessarily, but I, I started with the Nationals in D.C. Um, okay. as an intern and – you know, kind of worked my way up through through the ranks and took a chance moving out here, and it just kind of worked out. So I'm not sure, like, how you get into becoming a grounds crew member, Jordan. Is it nursery being a, a passion of your life? Is it home and garden that's a passion? What, how do you well, find was, the passion to come out here and become the head grounds crew keeper? Always really liked baseball. Um, was never any good at it, so that made that decision to not keep playing baseball into high school pretty pretty easily. But in high school, I worked just at the city park and rec, not thinking this was going to be any kind of career working on the baseball field and stuff. Then, um, then I went to college for a couple of years, didn't know what I wanted to do, and kind of set my sights on working for like a golf course superintendent. Oh, okay. And not really even parsing sports turf as a as an option until like my senior year. Um, when I ended up getting an internship with the Brewers on their on their grounds crew, so you started in Milwaukee. Yep, yep. In 2004, I worked there for. for was the that season. Miller Park or yep. right before it they was got to Miller the Park? Second year of Miller Park. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that's where you kind of cut your teeth, right? That was your minor leagues, Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. I'm fortunate <laughs> in that regard that I never never worked in a in a for minor leagues. Fortunate. It's it's obviously a whole different yeah. world than it is than it is here for sure. How did you make your way to Los Angeles and be? Well, you didn't start as the head grounds crew keeper. You were, uh, I guess, uh, under Eric. Yep. So I started um, with uh, Eric Hansen, former head grounds keeper, and Larry Devito, who's now the um, uh, head grounds crew guy for uh, the Twins. So I came out here um, as just a full-time year-round, one of the hourly workers on the crew, and I did that for two years, and then got moved up to the assistant role that Justin's in now, and then when Eric left after a 2016, um, moved into the, the head job. So Justin is in the role currently that you were before you took over for Eric, right? Correct, yep. So what are you going to do without him? Um, it's gonna be tough. We'll find he's he's been great. Like it's a you know big loss for the for the grounds crew and for the Dodgers as a whole because he's he's been been awesome for us. But we'll you know putting out a search. We got some internal candidates and uh, just kind of start looking. Everyone's replaceable, Dave. Yes, they are. No not, doubt about it. You're not Mookie Betts. You're a great guy though. You are a great guy. Is that part of it too, Jordan? There's got to be a certain energy around the grounds crew, right? Every day he just described the hours that you put in. So. I would assume you kind of have to get along a little bit and it, have some sort of good energy between each other. Yeah, it's certainly we see you know as as much of each other as we do our wives. Um, so more, it, more probably, especially if you ask them. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so definitely we need you know everybody kind of needs to get along. And we got a the weather's obviously really good out here. We don't have a big crew because we don't have to worry about the tarp and all that kind of stuff. So we have a, a smaller crew than most. So everybody's got a lot more more tasks to handle um, per person every day. What's your staff? How many? There's 17 of us in total. Um, okay. Four, 
four that are year-round uh, full-time. There's Mike, Justin, myself, and then Frank and Ryan are, are full-time hourly guys. And Mike, uh, our stadium mechanic, is, is also full-time year-round. And then we get three three positions that are seasonal that kind of work during the day. That's the guys that are getting the field ready, um, getting batting practice set up, doing the work when the team's on the road. And then we have um, a group of eight to ten that work during the games, uh, usually. Does Justin pull the dirt? Do we see that in between innings? Is Justin pulling to, to get the dirt going? Not Nothing anymore. That, that's beneath you now. You know, it, no, I'm not going to say beneath me because I, I was doing it last night. <laughs> oh, you were? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we were, we were a little short, short-staffed short last night. So, All right. You know, I, I don't – I have no problem doing any job on this field, Dave, you know. When you do that. Do Except any for cleaning the, the drains, maybe. That's yes. pretty bad. Yeah, I, yeah, I would that. not want that. <laughs> no. If we want, we could go into the sewage issues here that we've had at Dodger I don't Dodger know what you're Stadium. talking about. That was an irrigation leak. <laughs> oh, irrigation leak. I'm sorry. All right. Um, do the players say anything to you guys when you're dragging the infield in between innings? Or is it just purely professional? And do you resent the fact that at some ballparks – they have some comedian fat guy doing uh, some dances disguised as a grounds crew member. You know, as, as long as we're not doing it here, they can do whatever, whatever. Oh, they want. okay. Yeah, I just I don't want to. You be don't like that, do you, dance. Jordan? You I don't, don't like I that. I have no rhythm or anything, so I don't want to be involved with any kind of dancing. No, but do you resent the fact they bring in an actor oh, posing nah. to be a grounds crew keeper and doing something wacky uh, like that? There's nothing else going on for during the middle of the inning, so whatever they got to do to keep, you know. Keep people entertained. Go for it. So it's not like you guys are offended like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas. Am I a clown? Am I a clown? No, no. Do I make you laugh? It, it's one less guy we have to send out there, so that's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> Did any of the players talk to you last night, Justin? Not last night, no. It, occasionally they'll say something to us, you know, here and there, but usually if we hear something, it's not good. So yeah. uh, we don't. We like to hear nothing. So how, how much player interaction have you guys had? As grounds crew members, I mean, we don't have a ton. Um, they kind of come out and do their do their thing, but we'll you know chit chat with them here and there and kind of stuff. Um, maybe more so in the on on off days if they're here working out and that kind of stuff, or in the in the winter and during the lead up to summer camp last year, when the players weren't you know they're not going through their their daily preparation kind of stuff. We'll sit around and just chit chat, you know, that kind of stuff. Especially the last couple of years, we've tried to keep our distance. Yeah, with for sure. All, oh, the, COVID, all the protocols right. and everything yeah. like that. So. But before that, come on, let's not talk COVID I mean, you, times. You hear, you hear things here and there, but, you know, we try to keep our distance, let them do their thing. They're getting ready for a game. And, you know, as long as we don't hear anything, we know we know everything's good. And you, where you guys, your locker room is on the visiting side of Dodger Stadium by the visitors clubhouse? Yeah, so that's where our locker and our office, locker room and our office is around there. It's been um, kind of weird the last year and a half, obviously, during COVID because we're so close to the visitors locker room. We can't really be there while the players are in the stadium. So we've been, um, it's not terrible for us. Uh, our, our break rooms become the, the dugout club, essentially. <laughs> and that's that's going to change once we start getting fans in the building here in the next, hopefully, homestand or two. How much fun do you guys have? I mean, it's... After, it's, after you're done doing your job, do you guys uh, hang out together? Or is there a place that you hang out here at Dodger Stadium maybe after and... Rooms that nobody knows about. No, we try to when we're done working, we try to get out of here. Yeah, been you know go yeah. to the brewery after or a twelve-hour day. You just want to, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. We'll go to the brewery down the road and you know have a few, but that's, that's yeah. You guys it. are big uh, beer fans, right? Beer snobs, I might venture that's to say. More, He's a beer more snob. me than him, yeah. Yeah, what I don't if, if I snob. I'll drink about anything, but you know, <laughs> I'm a dumb redneck from Florida. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I knew that about you. I like my beer cold and you grew crisp. up on the swamp, right? That's right. Yeah. What yeah. city again? Tallahassee. Tallahassee, mm-hmm. jeez, that's a party city right there. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. 
Well, it was for me. I'm not there anymore. I'm, I'll never go back. Did you meet your wife there? Is I she did. a she's Florida from there Gator? As well. Yeah, she's a Gator. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ooh, I bet she's good looking. Uh, you know, red hair and green eyes. So you know, wow. she was born to be a Gator. That's what they say. Do you feel like he? Uh, He's uh, overshooting his uh, target, uh, Jordan. Do you feel oh, yeah, like he, he, did, he, yeah, he did outkicked well his coverage? Oh, oh I outkicked Abs- my coverage. Absolutely. For sure. There's I no, think we no all debating did. about that. I could that. say that I yeah. did. How about you? Yeah, me too. You're married? Yeah, but we got married in September. That's right. At the Honda Center will call window. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did that go down? Uh, we were supposed to do it in Texas in January 2021. Obviously, we figured that wasn't going to happen. So we just were like, whatever, let's just – not 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 to say get it over with, but let's just do it. And the only really way to to get married in Orange County or LA County, for that matter, at the time, was to go get a find a justice piece somewhere. And so they were doing the actual ceremony, air quotes, at uh, the will call window at the Honda Center. No way. Yeah. So we had like a photographer was our witness, and then you you know just had to say your I do's to the to the through the ticket window. Wow. I'm were really you there? Ups- uh, no, I wasn't. I was here, but I'm really upset about it because they were supposed <laughs> to get married in Austin. I love Austin. Yeah. It's a great town. Great they were, town. They were going to have donkeys with backpacks with beer and walking around. I oh was planning to ride gosh. a donkey by the end of the night. No. It was, it was going to be a great night. We really were going to have donkeys at your wedding? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't, there's still, they'll still be, we owe, we owe everybody a party. Don't worry. We'll, we'll figure something out. Well, now he's leaving. Oh, I'll come he, back for Yeah, that. he'll come back for that. All if right. there's donkeys that he can ride, he'll be, he'll be there. Yeah. Just if send me the beer, address. I'll crash it. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't need I a formal invite. No, no. No. I'll just show we'll up. Just show up. That's yeah, great. Especially if there's donkeys. Yes. Carrying beer around. Will it's it great. be in Austin or will it be here in L.A.? We don't know yet. We, you know, trying to figure that stuff you out. You know, there is a statute of limitations on how long you can wait before you have the reception because then people start to believe it's a money grab. Yeah, that's true. I will just we just want to party though. Like, sure, All we'll right. take some, we'll take some, we'll take some gifts and some plate dinner plates and stuff. But you know. <laughs> We're just going to be in it for the party at that point in time. Where are you registered? At a brewery or, you know, I, Macy's? I mean, if you ask me, that's where we would be mostly. But Highland Park Brewery. Yeah, Highland Park, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> is that your spot? Is that where you it's guys go? for sure, yeah. So but, your last day is Thursday. We're taping this on Wednesday. So is there a going-away party? Has there been a going-away party for Justin? There was a little uh, little shindig. On, on, uh, Thursday, on Thursday last week. Last, last week, week while the yeah. team yeah. was off day. Was off okay. Day, yeah. yeah. Little Brewery schnitzel or where? The, the Red Lion down the street. Oh, wow. Little schnitzel and a couple boots. I know about boots. the Red Lion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. in my prime, yeah. I knew all about the Red Lion. Yeah. Great place. Did you yeah. see my plaque there? I didn't. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, no I was going to have to go back and look for it. No yeah. plaque. All right, guys. Here's the million-dollar question that Rick Monday, Charlie Steiner, and our very own Dwayne McDonald want to know. Now that there's a kids' play area beyond center field, everybody is wondering where the tarp is. Because we use the tarp so often, and everybody wants to know where it is. Yeah, I don't know where it's at. No, it's on a – for the last <laughs> couple of years, it's been on the – we've got a trailer built for it in probably 2015 or 2016 just to make it easier to move on and off the field. Then it's over at the 76 station, just kind of laying in wait. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So if we need it, we'll bring it over, and we can just pull the tarp right off the trailer and, and put it out. We've timed it. We can get it out and drive it out from center field in about 12 seconds. Really? Yeah. And then That's awesome. To dump it, yeah. If we know that it's going to – there's a really good chance of it raining, we'll, we'll probably put it on the field. We will put it on the field before the game starts. But if something happens during the game and it's last minute and we had to do it, we could do it that way. I think it's been on the field for, in my seven years, for three games, maybe four, and we've had one rain delay. So Yeah, yeah. So you position it either down the third baseline or first baseline, yeah, right? Yeah, it's only been on the th- – on the on the thir- on the third baseline, um, but if you if you kind of look at where it would go, 
it's either sit in front of ad boards that we don't want to cover those up or it's sitting in front of um, like some ADA seats and the tarp, even though we have the smallest drum possible, it's still as taller than the wall is right there. So no matter where it sits, somebody's having to look over the tarp and it just gets so close to like the field of play that it kind of borders on being, you know, a safety hazard for the players. So there's no reason to leave it out there if we're going to use it once a year or whatever, knock on wood. Who drives the trailer to bring it in? Was it going to be Justin, or is it now you, Jordan? It's probably probably him. Yeah, he's got to deal Justin? with the, He deals with I the umpires. Go talk to the umpires. I deal with the tarp. Yeah. Okay. What do you mean, deal with the umpires? Uh, in that situation, you'd have to go out and talk to the umpires, let no, them know that there's for rain coming and when they would need to call for the tarp. Okay. Once gotcha. the game starts, it's their decision on when we when we would tarp. So how many times did you time yourself? Was there like some sort of fire drill and you? Uh, we did it like twice. We practiced it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. So it was like what, ten or twelve seconds to get it to like where we would have to pull it off. Then yeah. we gotta then we gotta pull it off and unfold it and do that whole process, which takes a couple minutes. Yeah. And luckily, our, most of our game staff has been here for. So I've been here sixteen years, and most of our game staff has been here longer than me, and so they've not very often, but they know how to do it, which I know people don't think that we know how to do that. I know, which is, which is understandable. Uh, Justin started in D.C. You were in Milwaukee. It rains way more in the. Well, they had a roof cities. in Milwaukee. Roof, though. Yeah, that's true. The roof was broken a lot that year, and we had to put the tarp on. If we had a day game, a lot of times we put it on the night before. Oh, okay. My in last case. season in D.C., we pulled it 35 times in game. <laughs> wow. That's got to be the worst part of the job, right? It's terrible. That is the worst part, wet, right? You're soaking wet, yeah. and then you, you, know, you go sit back in the cold tunnel, wait for it to stop, and then you come back and pull it off. It's terrible. And then you got to put it on again. Yeah. And the wind in D.C. I've been in D.C. where the wind is kind of making the tarp uneven and somebody has to go underneath it, right? My first ever tarp pull in D.C., it it came out of nowhere. Cell popped up right on us, and we didn't get time to pin it down. We had to lay on the tarp with our you know hands on our heads like this. Lightning's all around us. It started hailing. Oh, my gosh. So it's once, once we knew there was enough water on the tarp that it couldn't blow away, we were able to kind of crawl off the field. But – yeah, it's 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 no joke, dude. It's no joke. That's why everybody wants to work here. I mean, it's 75 <laughs> and sunny every day. It's yeah. not the worst thing in the world. Except for the housing market. You know, nobody. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. thanks. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, well, you know. I'm on the good end of it. Yeah, You're on yeah, the bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, D.C., huh, Justin? We might see you out there when the Dodgers head out there to I'd Nationals love. Park. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm planning to come to the game on the 4th. So, uh, you know, 11 a.m. start. 11 a.m. game. East awesome. Coast. Awesome. Love that. You guys are the unsung heroes here at Dodger Stadium, so it's awesome to have you on the podcast. Justin Padnout is a uh, Padnote, sorry. Right. That was pretty good, dude. I <laughs> never have said Justin's Dave, last name ever, ever. And I've never said Jordan's last name ever. I call you guys, you're in my phone as Justin and Jordan. That's it. That's all we need to be. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, we'll keep in touch. If uh, Jordan doesn't return your calls, Come through me, and maybe we can broker a deal. Just yell at him down from the booth. Yeah. yeah. I'm easy yeah. to find. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks a lot. And, Justin, we're going to miss you here at Dodger Stadium. Glad you got the World Series championship experience. I, sorry it wasn't here at Dodger Stadium, but uh, I know everybody that, that's been around you is going to miss you. So Appreciate good luck it, in D.C., man. Yeah, thanks for everything. Jordan, you're still a piece of crap, so I'll see you every day, ah, okay? Great. I can't wait. Until can't you wait. leave your final day, I'm not saying anything nice. Okay, good. I wouldn't want it any other way. All right, perfect. All right, there they go. Justin Padnout and Jordan Lorenz. Justin's uh, final day is on this homestand, the last game of the homestand against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jordan will still be here 16 years going strong. So if you're in D.C., we'll, uh, we'll uh, announce Justin's cell number 
coming up in the next episode of the podcast. So if you need a tour guide around D.C., Justin will be your guy. Fair? Sounds good. All right. Great. Cool. Thanks a lot, Dave. Thanks, Dave. All right, there they are, Justin Padnown in his seventh season as the assistant head grounds crew and also Jordan Lorenz, the head grounds crew, of uh, the head of grounds crew here at Dodger Stadium in his 16th season. Justin, a great guy, so I wanted to have uh, two of the men that make things go here at Dodger Stadium, and we wish Justin and his family the best in Washington, D.C. All right, as we do every episode, time to close out with our stat of the week and our guy, producer-engineer Dwayne McDonald. Dwayne the Note McDonald is here with our stat of the week. How you doing, Dwayne? Doing well. Thanks for having me on again. No problem. You enjoying Dodger baseball again after they lost 15 of 20? <laughs> Started to win again, Dwayne. Oh, I always enjoy Dodger baseball. Like, what can be the day at the ballpark? All right. Sounds good. How about the stat of the week? What do you got for us? Well, we want to commemorate Albert Pujols, the future Hall of Famer, and joining the Dodgers. I, our stat of the week is Albert Pujols related. You know he's never struck out 100 times in a season. The most times he struck out in the season were 93 which he did in his rookie year 2001 and he did it again in 2017 and of the nine players in the 600 home run club Pujols has the fewest career strikeouts of all of them 1,318 as of Tuesday wow that's pretty remarkable considering you're talking about guys like Hank Aaron Willie Mays uh, Barry Bonds and also Alex Rodriguez so that is very impressive Mm -hmm. And my guy, Gary Sheffield, not in the 600 home run club, but 500 home run club, 20-something years in baseball, never struck out 100 times either in any of the years that he played. Wow. How about that? Wow. Got Dwayne the note, stumped him right there, blew his mind. I hope I blew (laughs) yours too. Thanks again for downloading episode eight of Extra Innings presented by Corona. If you want to find any of the episodes – right where you found this one on the iHeartRadio app or iTunes or Spotify. But this is all thanks to iHeartRadio and Corona. Extra Innings, Episode 8. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. We don't have to do anything extra. They've made a choice. This has been the Extra Innings Podcast. Extra Dodger content for Dodger fans who can't get enough of the blue. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't miss a single Dodger game at AM570LA Sports on the iHeartRadio app.